0: hey guys good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date so today we're gonna have a little bit of a story hour um i'm gonna talk about my journey with hormones hormone imbalance um and what i've done about it so hopefully give you some ideas as far as what you can do with your hormones if you are struggling so the reason why I think a lot of us are struggling with hormones in our you know, mid to late 30s, early 40s, um, into our 50s, is because our hormones are changing, but we have less wiggle room when it comes to our hormones. Like in your 20s, yeah, you could stay up all night, you could drink all night, you could go for a run in the morning, and you could still lose 10 pounds. (laughs) Like, it's like it's easy in your 20s because you have way more hormones, and so if they are like a little bit off balance or anything's like out of whack, you don't feel it as much because you have so many hormones to keep you healthy and happy. happy. But as you get into your 30s and 40s, those hormones slow down, so you don't have as much wiggle room. And then also throw in there, you know, pregnancy, um, postpartum life when you have no hormones. Things can just really, really get out of whack. So I wanted to share my story. Um, maybe some of these things will resonate with you as far as maybe things that you've experienced or um, similar things that maybe you've done or have happened to you. And then I will sum up with the things that have really helped me and have been dial movers as far as um, getting my hormones much more balanced. So. Um, We're going to go way back. We're going to go back to 1990 um, when I was 10 years old and I got my first period. And I think that is on the earlier side of things, but definitely not early. Um, But I do remember being like the first of my friends to get my period. I definitely felt like alone. I was like that person, Um, but did have it on the earlier side. So started to get um, the usual like puberty symptoms, things like that. I had really, really bad acne Um, back then like like terrible like all over my face my arms my back everything um but looking back now i got my period um and shortly after that we moved to our new house which looking back was very much mold infested um and i had terrible acne living in that house and then also interesting is when i moved out of that house and went to college my skin got better so some mold things going on there but definitely had some acne going on um, I had heavy periods, I had cramping, things like that. Um, but at the same time, I don't remember my periods being miserable. I kind of do remember those like couple things, but I was actually listening to a podcast not too long ago with you know some sort of hormone expert, I can't remember who it was exactly, um, but she was saying that women, like young women in their teens and whatnot, they kind of tend or trend towards like PCOS symptoms because they have so many hormones and their body hasn't kind of like Regulated them quite yet, so they say instead of jumping right to birth control for like a 16 year old or 17 year old, um, to wait it out and just see if the hormones will regulate on their own. Because you know, adding you know a hormonal contraceptive like the pill or something that's just masking the symptoms. Which you guys probably know this by now, but if you don't know that, um, definitely check out, um. Jolene Brighton's book, Beyond the Pill. I mean, it's a great, great book. I'm not going to tell you what to do as far as, you know, contraception and things like that, but um, the pill is definitely not a good option for balancing hormones. (laughs) So we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, went through um, my teens, um, high school, everything like that. Terrible, terrible acne. Um, periods, I think were fine. I don't remember them being terrible. Um, I think you know, I just got it every single month, and it was just what happened. And I honestly didn't pay too much attention to it. I did start tracking it even back then in high school. I remember my mom telling me to, um, and I had like um, this little printable calendar, and I would track my period on it every single month, and it was super regular. So I remember that part of it. So, went off to college. Um, Like I said, my skin got better when I moved out of the house, but also I started hormonal birth control. You wanna say hi? (laughs) I have a little creep right here. Hi everybody, I'm Quinn, my birthday's tomorrow. (laughs) And then Murphy just came over too. Everybody's into this podcast, they wanna hear about my Put skin and my hormones. Down. Put your coffee down. Put my coffee down? What are you going to do? Uh, nothing. Are you going to take me down? Oh, take down. Oh, we're learning a lot at, uh, jujitsu. <laughs> Bye bud. All right. Back to hormones. <laughs> Little intermission you guys love it right um so college so went off to college um like i said my skin did get better but i also started started hormonal birth control in college and it was one of those things it was free from health services i knew what hormonal birth control was but i really wanted it for the acne um, all my girlfriends they were like, yeah, just go get it. It's so easy. Just go there. You have an appointment and they give you hormonal birth control like they were seriously just giving it out. All you needed to do was have like a, an exam basically like an OBGYN exam just to make sure everything was okay. And they just gave it to you. Easy peasy. So I really wanted it for the acne, you know what I mean? Like." I think I might have had a boyfriend then. I don't really remember. Um, but it was 100% to regulate my hormones and clear my acne. So went on the pill at 18, 19 years old. My skin did get better. Like I said, I did move out of the house. So who knows? Could have been a combination of the two. Um, and I was on the pill right up until I was 33 years old. So just stayed on it that whole time. I might have changed pills over the years, but really didn't have too, too many issues. Um, skin got better. I mean, I'd have breakouts here and there. It wasn't perfect, but it was way better than... And it was and then at 33 we decided that we wanted to have a baby um, so i went off the pill thankfully my period came right back no issues and i was pregnant like two months later <laughs> so Clearly, my fertility was was in working order. Um, got pregnant, had Quinn. Um, definitely um, had a great pregnancy. Um, was really healthy. I crossfitted through the whole thing. Um, could eat whatever I wanted. All my UC symptoms went away. It was amazing, amazing pregnancy. Had a had a great nine ten months of pregnancy, um, and then. Um, had Quinn, and then of course, you know, postpartum, you know, you have no hormones, all your hair falls out, all that good stuff, um, and definitely struggled. Um, I I had all the emotions, you know, crying at everything, um, you know, moodiness, like, I don't, I don't think it was like any sort of like postpartum, but definitely like struggled post-pregnancy as far as the hormones, and then also UC symptoms. I was super duper sick. Um, finally ended up going on Remicade, that whole bit, um, but yeah, definitely a rough time as far as just navigating life (laughs) it was just a rough time Um, but probably early the next year so 2015 is when I went back on the pill because I was like you know things aren't regulating themselves you know we don't want another baby right now Um, let's you know get back on the pill. And I went from you know 2015 to the summer of 2017 playing the pill game is what I would call it um, where I would try a pill I'd have all these crazy symptoms switch to another pill have a million crazy symptoms and switch to another and as you know if you're starting like a new type of birth control pill you're gonna be on it for three or four months maybe even five months just to see if your hormones regulate to see if your body gets used to it so this wasn't a quick process but I can tell you like it was miserable like I was gaining weight I had acne the acne still came back um, I had sore breasts all the time um, like painful um, like I didn't want to work out I didn't need to wear like multiple sports bras like really painful um, fatigue um, just moodiness in general. And the things that kind of like sealed the deal for me with the whole pill game was, um, rage. Like I would yell at Murphy. I would yell at Mal. I'd yell at Quinn. I am not somebody who yells. I don't really even get that mad. When I get mad, I cry. You know what I mean? I get frustrated, but I'm not somebody who yells. And it was such a weird reaction for me. I was like, this is not who I am. I'm not somebody who's angry. I'm not somebody who yells. Um, and that was the thing that I was just like, this is not normal. And then the thing that really, like was the nail on the coffin was I was spotting um, in the middle of my cycle every month. So I would, you know, go through the first half of my, or first part of my cycle, I'd spot at ovulation have another couple weeks and then I would get my period. And I was like, this is insane. Like I am bleeding all the time. This can't be healthy. This doesn't seem right or normal. And we kept increasing the dosage of hormones. And I'm just like, this is not right. They're adding more hormones. I'm getting more symptoms. Like why am I doing this to myself? Um, so around that time I was just like, I'm done, I'm not doing the pill anymore and just stopped. I actually remember in the summer of 2017, we were on a walk, a family walk with the dog and everything and I was complaining about how terrible I felt and everything. Um, and I was like, this is it. I'm gonna stop this pill and I'm gonna figure this out. And I remember telling Mel, and he, he was probably like, yeah, all right, sure, whatever you wanna do, I support you, you know, like loving husband. I don't think he knew, like, how crazy the pill was making me feel or just like making me not feel like myself and how annoying the symptoms were. I was like, I went on the pill so I didn't have all these symptoms, you know what I mean? I wanted to get rid of the acne, I wanted to regulate my hormones. And then the more I read about the pill and learned about it, the more I I was like this is just like masking like the acne and things like that Um, and it's just giving me all these crazy symptoms because I'm adding all these extra hormones to my body so I'm like what am I doing here Um, and then also later learned like how the pill works it basically shuts down your natural hormones so you don't ovulate every month so you're basically putting yourself in like a chemically induced menopause like every month you have no hormones and you're not ovulating um and that's how the pill works and i was just like what like i'm 30 you know seven years old like i don't want to do this um and at that point i wasn't sure if we were going to have more kids and whatnot so it just got to the point where i was like i am done with this i'm going to figure out the hormones um and that's what i've been doing ever since and it's been totally fascinating and I love it um, and yeah I mean hormones are so fascinating they're just related to everything so um, during that time, I mean, it's 2021. It's been almost four years since that fateful day of walking down our street with the dog and my family, and where I was like, I'm done with this. And I just bought every book. I bought every book. I have a million books upstairs on hormones. I actually have a blog post if you guys want to check it out to um, go down your own rabbit hole of hormones and help fix yourself. And it does take time. And that's what I tell clients all the time that, you know, I was on the pill for 14 years or something like that um, to think that my hormones are just going. To regulate overnight is crazy i mean think about what i was doing to my body for all of those years um, it's not a quick fix it does take time but i can tell you it's been continuously getting better every single year so 2021 basically have no hormonal symptoms. Um, I do get the night sweats before I get my period, like a couple days before, and that's because estrogen's dropping, you're about to get your period. For me, I'm like, all right, my period's coming. It's kind of like a nice body signal. And thinking back to high school, I have always got the night sweats before my period. I feel like it's one of those things like, I just can't, I'm just not gonna fix that. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. Um, just trying to, because estrogen needs to drop, you know, to get your period. Well, progesterone needs to drop too, to get your period. But um, just every month, that's what happens. It's not so bad, it's like kind of annoying, but um, just a signal before I get my period. So I don't know, just me, just part of me. But that's like the only thing that I'm dealing with. As far as the acne, um, so much better. Obviously the bean protocol has helped, the mold protocol, um, that has been amazing. Um, that's definitely like the one thing that has been um, consistent as far as getting off the pill till now. I've kind of always had that acne, um, but very much related to my lifestyle, and I can tie those things together very well as far as um, if I drink too much alcohol, if I have too much caffeine, um, if I'm just eating like an a-hole, as I say. Um, I do feel like the acne pops up more then, and that's because of how the body detoxes extra hormones. So I'll talk about, you know, what I did as far as balancing my hormones. Um, cause this is probably the part that you've been waiting for. Probably going to be the most helpful to you. Um, so number one is getting off hormonal birth control. That's kind of obvious, but you know, letting my body do what it naturally wants to do as far as hormones go. Um, because again, I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to do as far as your Contraceptive health goes, um, but definitely check out that book by Jolene Brighton. Um, it's really, really helpful as far as just learning about the pill and like what it does to your body and your hormones. Um, number two is focusing on estrogen detox. But at the time, you know, when I decided to do this, I wasn't an FDN. I didn't know all the things about hormones. Um, but I did know that some of these things correlated, like having too much caffeine, having too much alcohol, um, and then of course down the road I learned more about it. But it's essentially what happens every day is your body produces hormones. Um, you're going to use them. Your body's going to use them, and then you want to get them out. You do not want them recirculating back through your system because that's when you are going to get you know, PMS symptoms, hormonal symptoms, all the, the symptoms that we hate and we don't want. Um, so with estrogen detox, this happens to a lot of women in late 30s, into their 40s, um, it's something called estrogen dominance where your estrogen um, essentially dominates your progesterone. You want estrogen progesterone to be in balance. And it's not necessarily that you have so much estrogen that the progesterone out of balance. It's just the relation of the two. Um, so, you don't want estrogen to be so much higher than progesterone. And that's what happens naturally just as we age. Um, and then also with the detox, because estrogen is not getting out of your system. Um, so, as far as that goes, um, you know, cutting back on the caffeine, cutting back on the alcohol, um, buying organic um, as much as possible. We've really switched over to pretty much everything organic. Of course, you know, when we're buying. Oreos and Doritos and things like that, they're not organic. But if you think about how your body works, how your liver works, um, it needs to process the excess hormones. So if you are having caffeine or alcohol or pesticides or glyphosate or like any of the pesticides and things on um, organic foods, your liver has to process those first. So it's kind of like a competition for what's getting processed. And it's not like, the liver is processing one thing at a time. It's processing all of them. So if it's competing with other things, um, the hormones are going to get pushed back, and you're going to have those symptoms. So you want your liver working as well as it can. So um, going more organic, um, cleaning up my beauty products because again, if you're putting you know junky chemically things on your body, again, the liver needs to detox those out. Um, and then I started eating um, beans, which have been very, very helpful. I mean that. Um, is a different part of the detox, but still part of that detox process as far as um, the soluble fiber binding to any extra toxins um, and pulling it out in the bile. So super duper interesting as far as the bean protocol goes. Um, I've definitely noticed a difference with my skin, um, for sure, Um, I was definitely still kind of breaking out until I started the bean protocol, but that has helped um, a ton. Um, And then also getting more cruciferous vegetables and fiber in my diet, because once your body detoxes through the liver, things go out through your GI system and you have a bowel movement. So if you are constipated and you're not getting those excess hormones out, you're going to experience all those symptoms. So um, constipation um, is technically, um, if you do not go the bathroom once a day. So if you're going multiple days between bowel movements, um, you are constipated and you need to get things moving along. Um, so obviously fiber, beans, cruciferous veggies, they're all really, really good. And the thing about cruciferous veggies, um, you can even throw in broccoli sprouts is another one. Um, it has something called DIM in it. And DIM can be really, really helpful as far as estrogen detox goes. Um, and you know, as a practitioner, I can't like tell you what to do, um, but there is a supplement called DIM where it's a concentrated, version of it um, and it can help um, detox estrogen. um, And that's something that we do um, with our one-on-one clients when we do see that estrogen dominance and progesterone's really low. It can help balance those two because you're getting that extra estrogen out. Um, But of course, you can't just supplement your way out of hormone imbalance. You really do need to focus on the nutrition and more importantly, the lifestyle so we'll talk about the lifestyle next so low progesterone um, is super duper common Um, and again i think this is related to our lifestyle as women like we're working. We have kids. We're trying to exercise. We're trying to like do all the things. Um, we're staying up late. You know, we're not you know on technology way too much. Like our lives are like super duper stressed. And if you are stressed, your progesterone is going to go down. Um, and when you have low progesterone, you're going to have anxiety and mood swings. Um, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to be like worried about things. It's just like it's it's almost like a calming hormone. Um, so when it's low, you're going to basically have all the opposite feelings. Um, and if you think about if you've ever been pregnant, when you first get pregnant, um, the doctors are measuring your progesterone levels. And I don't know if you remember being pregnant in the early days, um, but you're like really tired, but you're really happy and like everything's great because you're pregnant. Um, and That's because progesterone levels are very, very high. So if they are low, um, that's when you're gonna get a lot of those not so great symptoms. And I think like the anxiety and the sleep are usually um, number one and number two that women complain about. And for me, um, I was probably over-exercising. I always joke I was a girl that would run five miles and then do a CrossFit class, and I would do that multiple times a week, but that was too much activity for my body. I had a job that I hated um, that was basically ruining my life and my marriage, and it was very, very stressful and causing sleep problems too, so my progesterone was definitely low. Um, I was also waking up at four in the morning multiple times a week to work, um, because I had so much to do, Um, but it just, yeah. All the things were contributing to low progesterone, high estrogen, and yeah, I felt like crap. Um, So if you have low progesterone, the key thing is really like managing stress. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 I know I need to manage stress. But um, lifestyle, lifestyle is a huge part of um, healthy hormones. Oh, one thing to mention, going back to the estrogen, um, stuff is um, making sure my blood sugar was balanced was a key point. Um, of feeling um, much more balanced with my hormones, and I, I could I've done a few episodes on blood sugar balance, um, super duper important. But if there is some sort of imbalance, you can see higher estrogen levels. Estrogen and blood sugar are very much related. Um, So if you're somebody who doesn't eat balanced meals, you're eating a lot of sugar, a lot of alcohol, things like that, you could definitely feel those estrogen dominant symptoms. So that was really important. So if you're curious, um, check out, there's two episodes, previous episodes, um, that I talk all about my experience with it. It was very much tied to stress and just not eating the right things and uh, it was it was, It was rough. It was rough. It was, yeah. Having imbalanced blood sugar is not a good time because you're always hungry. You have mood swings. Your energy levels are all over the place. I wasn't sleeping. Uh, It was just miserable and gaining weight. So it was just, it was just bad altogether, but definitely check that out. And then finally, um, low testosterone um, is something i'm still dealing with but um it's kind of like an order of events like different things get better but you know everything is still working itself out Um, but if i think back to you know 14 years on the pill and then a few years of just like wrecking my body as far as stress and work and fitness um i was just really hard on my body and so um to think that everything is just going to magically work itself out you know it's going to take time so right now i'm working on low testosterone, where again, I'm trying to reduce stress, I'm adding in strength training, which is good for increasing testosterone. I'm getting my morning sunlight, doing my best there. Um, Also, you know, hired a team to help me out at Carrots and Cake to, you know, help out with some of the work stress and, the constant working, um, so doing my best to balance things there. And I actually did see on my recent Inside Tracker test that my DHEA was improving; it was increasing. DHEA is needed to make testosterone, so we're getting there. We're we're getting there. And um, also, when I did my recent Dutch, we saw the lower DHEA, we saw the lower cortisol. Um, so it could have been because I was on localized steroids, and that would have lowered things a little bit as far as the cortisol goes. Sorry, Murphy's barking at whoever. Outside. Um, but it could also be that I've been crushing my body for so long and my cortisol is just low and my DHEA is low because they go hand in hand and now testosterone is low. So I think it's just gonna take time, but I'm still working on it, I'm still seeing improvement, so those are all good signs. I'll probably do another Dutch soon. Sorry about the dog. <laughs> um, and I'll have to keep you guys updated there, but I'm gonna cut this off because the dog is barking, um, but if you guys have hormone questions, send them my way. This is my favorite thing to talk about. Um, I do work with clients one-on-one as far as the Dutch test goes and protocols to help fix the hormones. Um, but yeah, hormones are the greatest thing and they can also be the worst thing if they are ruining your life and making you feel like crap. So. Um, just wanted to give you guys the whole spiel, kind of where I've been, where I am now, um, and just tell you some of the things that I did as far as helping me get to a good place. So, I hope you guys found this helpful, now Murphy's not even barking, he just walked through here. <laughs> but I hope you found this helpful, and yeah, we'll chat soon.